we're gonna start our worship and we just occur encourage you again um to mute which you can see in the bottom left corner when not speaking but don't do it right yet because we're gonna start with a call to worship and i'll invite you to unmute for that um and your refrain as the congregation is we want to see and if you follow Amy's prompt, she will lead in with that. So as she says, holy God, you all join, we want to see. And then Jesus, we want to see. And then spirit come, we want to see. Let's call ourselves to worship in this unusual, um, experimental, and fun way. We gather as disciples ready to step onto the wilderness road, but dust clouds our vision. Holy God, we want to see. We gather as followers of the way, but ashes dim our view. Jesus, we want to be As we turn our faces toward Jerusalem, may the veil be lifted and our visions cleared. Spirit, come. We want to see. Amen. And we are called together. So I would invite you now to mute um, and that will help with our background noises. I want to acknowledge this morning that even from our disparate places, we are gathered on the lands of the Duwamish people. And because we're spread a little bit further, other Coast Salish tribes, and because we're spread even further than I ever could have imagined, do we know do you know what Grand Rapids land is, John and Hannah? Okay. Uh, Potawatomi. Oh, Potawatomi. Okay. We acknowledge those stewards of the land, first inhabitants of the land. We're grateful for um, the relationship that we have. Um, Arizona, too. Oh, in Arizona, too. Yeah. Do you happen to know? I'm unsure of the exact location where I am right now, but uh, Navajo, Apache, and Hopi are three tribes that I know from this area. Oh, yes. And then also on the peninsula, Port Townsend would also be a Coast Salish tribe, but do you know more specifically? Uh, Klalam? Yep. Klalam tribe. Yep. Oh. Any others to name? So we honor the ancestors of these peoples and also the peoples who are living even yet today. Grateful, especially for our relationship at Seattle Mennonite Church with the Duwamish folks and the ways that um, many of us pay real rent and or we show up for um, volunteering at or participating at their events at the Longhouse and grateful for their presence among us. We light our peace candle each week. So I, I brought a candle to light for all of us. If you have one in reach, feel free to, to light your own. But we um, light our candle each week to remember that we both witness to and participate in God's vision for a just peace for all creation. And today we very specifically remember all those who are impacted by COVID-19 coronavirus, we pray for healing and comfort as we uh, attempt to respond well and face into the fear that's sweeping around our city and our region and our world at this time. And together we pray 
We long for peace. We pray for peace. We choose to live for peace. Amen. May it be so. I want to offer a prayer. Um, so something that Melissa shared with our spiritual leadership team as we met by Zoom this weekend. Um, it was shared by a rabbi at Temple Beth M here in Seattle and actually comes from a collection of prayers called Where Healing Resides, which is put together by the Central Conference of American Rabbis. It's on anxiety. So I invite you to pray with me. Adonai, you abide through all things, though all things change. I am anxious and fearful, and I turn my heart to you, looking to you and leaning on your strength. It is written, blessed is the one whose strength is in you. Bless me now with faith and courage. Help me to feel that you are with me, steadying and sustaining me with the assurance that I am loved. Be with me and bring me hope that in the days to come, my aspirations may be fulfilled for my good and the good of those I love who depend on me. Banish my fears with the sense that you are always present to uphold and sustain me. As it is written, have no fear, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with the power of my righteousness. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. I'm going to sing. Uh, it's one of the sadnesses that Amy and I um, acknowledge together is not being able to sing together. Um, so I'm going to hold the microphone a little bit away from my mouth. So hopefully I'm not screaming into your ears. It's the new song that we learned uh, in worship last week with our prayer of confession, In Silence We Wait. Uh, it sings like a Taizé chant. Um, so I'll sing it three or four, or maybe even five times through. And I invite you, even if you're muted, and probably it's best with the audio quality to stay muted, um, to sing along with me from where you are as, it, um, as you come to know the song. In silence we wait, in darkness we call to you. Bring us your light. In silence we wait, in darkness we call to you. Bring us your light. In silence we wait, in darkness we call to you, bring us your light. In silence we wait, in darkness we call to you, bring us your light. Amen. Amen. There's lots of ways to pass the peace. We do it in a variety of ways, even when we gather together in the same space on a Sunday morning. And we were already prepared this Sunday with an, uh, a way of passing the peace that would um, not involve touching. And it just so happens that it works well visually. And so 
Um, I'm going to suggest that we say the peace of Christ be with you all. So we'll just say those exact words and we'll do it um, one more time all together and you can join me in the motion. So I'll start and then join in the second time. The peace of Christ be with you all. Peace of Christ be with you all. Amen. Amy, would you lead us in spiritual practice? Sure. In fact, in some ways, this works better over video chat um, because you all get to see what I'm doing. Uh, this is a practice that I have done in children's time before, but it's been quite a long time uh, called praying in color. And you will see better if, if, you're, if you have a choice to make my screen bigger, like to choose speaker view, that would help you in seeing. Um, Praying in color is a way of praying for anyone who finds it hard to sit still and just think things, or for if you are more of a visually inclined learner, or if you just like to color, or if you want to pray to connect with the divine but don't quite know how or don't have the words, this is a way that you can sort of still yourself. And um, I learned this from a woman, I, I mean, I learned this on the internet, but the, the person who really sort of has championed and like written some books around the specific practice called playing in color is Sybil Macbeth. And um, I can put a link to her website in the chat, uh, but Google praying in color and you'll find her. Um, and so she has, you, could, you have so many options. You can do sort of very free form. She also has, as a Lenten practice, she publishes little templates every year where there are like, a, there's a little square shape for every, this is a thing that I had at church that I could have shown, but there's a little square or a template for each day that you can sort of fill in as you feel sort of called or led with what I do is I, from another source, have a list of words, one for each day, and I use those words as prompts for a little doodle or uh, just a way to sort of get my creative juices going a little bit. Um, but what I'm going to show today is you start with a blank page. Um, and the, way, the reason that I remember this so well is because um, the last time we did this in children's time, we prayed for Magnus. Um, so the way you start, or at least one way you can start, is to write a name of a person or a name of God um, in the center of your page. And today, I actually thought I might choose a name for God. Um, we all have different, different ways that we identify God or names that connect for us, but I thought today, beloved sounded like a good way to connect both because we are God's beloved and God is the beloved of us. So to write the name for God in the center. And as Megan was praying this morning, I thought one of the ways of, of beginning would be maybe to write some of our feelings as she named fears and anxieties that we could bring before God. So I did a little doodle around there. Um, and 
So I thought, oh, well, fear, yes, fear and anxiety, those are things that we're feeling right now. To connect those with our beloved in the doodle. Can you all see what I'm doing? Oh, I made that. So I'm connecting that way and inviting God to bring us some different understandings and ways of being. Naomi's just sneaking in on the side here saying, seeing all of you. You can't see her, but she's here. There's a lot of people. I thought it was really like Peace. So I have a prayer for peace. Beloved one, be in me. Prepare for calm. Maybe for wholeness. We can. All of those wiggly, wobbly feelings. Asking God to connect. And then it is playing in color, not just playing in black and white. And so this is great to use with kids because you can use, you don't have to use words. You could just start with an image of God, a heart or a sunshine or raindrops or something that makes you think about who God is. And I'm choosing green to start with because I'm thinking of growth and hope and, uh, wanting to fill that in with some color. This would be easier if I had it down, but. So maybe somebody wants to suggest a color that they think of when they feel calm and we could write that color or we could color with that color. Naomi, what color says calm to you? Now, I think light blue. I think light blue because of the sky. I'm gonna not finish this all, but you can start doing colors and you can mix them together. I would take a lot more time with this if I was doing it myself. But you can see if we fill that out, that could like add more words, more doodles, lots more colors, more shapes. And just start that way. Um, this kind of specific practice isn't one that I do often, but I do keep a journal where I um, sketch or write or use words. And that's definitely one way that I connect. And uh, that even if I, I find that even if I don't have words, images are somewhat, uh, is a way that I can steady myself if I can't find the time to just be quiet. So I invite you to, you know, give it a shot if you don't have, uh, you don't have the words, but you do want to invite God to be present with you. And I can leave it there. Thank you, Amy. Even better than Bob Ross. Way to go. <laughs> um, 
I'm not going to read our full scripture for this morning uh, because we do have sort of a shorter time, but I wanted to share just a bit about the Mark scripture. Um, so tell it to you in summary form. The scripture that we um, uh, that was a part of our narrative lectionary reading for this morning comes from Mark 10. And it, it's a couple of stories that actually come together. So at the beginning, you'll, you may remember we're in the second half of Mark, which is Mark is exploring what does it mean to be the Christ? So Peter, halfway through the gospel, finally gets the right answer to who is Jesus. The answer is Jesus is the Christ. And now in the second half, Jesus is trying to teach the disciples what being the Christ means. Um, and so in Mark 10, we have the second instance of Jesus trying to teach them that being the Christ means suffering and rejection and um, and eventually death and resurrection. And they, uh, the disciples just can't, they can't get it. Um, it's actually pretty laughable what happens this time in the second instance. So Jesus is telling them all this. And then um, the first thing that James and John say is, hey, Jesus, hey, Jesus, will you give us anything that we ask? So they're like trying to get Jesus to say, yeah, I'm going to say yes to whatever you ask. I heard one commentator this week reflect on, apparently there was a YouTube challenge last year where it was like for a full 24 hours, you could only say yes to any request that came your way. And so this commentator was talking about how her kids, her like preteen kids came to her and tried to get her to do the YouTube challenge with them. She's like, no, I am not that stupid. <laughs> so James and John are saying, Jesus, will you do anything we ask? And she's like, well, okay, tell me, tell me what it is that you're asking. I'm not making any promises. And then that's when they, of course, say they want to sit at the right and left hand of Jesus um, in glory. And so there's sort of a positioning for power. Um, but, but more importantly, I think there's, with our emphasis, this Lent on seeing and wanting to see, they're just head in the sand. They can't see it yet. And I, um, I can identify with them. Like what they're hearing from Jesus about what it means to be the Christ is impossible. It's hard. It's tragic. It's awful. Um, and so they just, they, they can't, even, can't even imagine wanting to see or understand it. Um, so they're just very head in the sand and denial. Um, and then the story continues as they continue uh, journeying. Then they come, um, come to a town. Now I need to check my scripture to remember actually where they're going. I should know this. Jericho. Oh, yeah, they're coming into Jericho. And that's when Bartimaeus um, from the margins cries out, Jesus Christ, son of the living God, have mercy on me. Um, and the crowd tries to shush him and he keeps yelling. And then Jesus calls for him and he says, Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Um, so he's sort of posing the same question that James and John, they wanted Jesus to do something for them. But Bartimaeus says, I want to see. Um, so very briefly then, what I see here is all the way from head in the sand denial of James and John to Bartimaeus, who so desperately wants to see, so persistently wants to see, that that whole spectrum, Jesus is with them. I am usually somewhere in between. I'm usually somewhere in between total head in the sand and wanting to see. Um, I, think, I think the best I often get is I want to want to see. <laughs> want to want to see. I can't quite get to wanting to see, but 
Um, and I think about that even with COVID-19 happening right now, there's a part of me that just wants to head in the sand on this and um, just let it pass uh, and not deal with it. Um, but that's not where I am in my most redeemed moments. Um, and then the big questions about discipleship and what it means to follow Jesus and what impact that has on my life. <clears throat> so Jesus and that whole spectrum of experience, head in the sand denial, all the way to a clear naming of wanting to see Jesus is with them. And that assures me <clears throat> that wherever I am on that spectrum, that Jesus is with me too. It gives me a sense of, um, well, comfort, I guess. Uh, to know that that God is with me in my wanting to want to see. And God is with you. May it be so. I'm going to offer some prayers now, prayers of the, the people. And, and um, as uh, with our practice on Sunday mornings and we're together in worship, I'll leave some space for naming prayers aloud at, at a point in our prayer. And so if there's a prayer that you would like to name aloud for others to hear, you'll just need to remember to unmute yourself. Um, and otherwise, we'll um, just hold the prayers silently. So let's pray together. Creator God, you looked at dust and were inspired. With your breath, it became alive. Your beloved Jesus took mud and turned it to the work of healing and vision. We, your creatures, come to you, beautiful and fragile, longing for recreation and new life, longing for your touch and for wholeness. Meet us in the dust and ashes of our desolation as we raise our prayers to you. Hear the prayers we speak and hold the prayers that we do not. We lift up Kat Gehring as she settles into her new Bellingham home and begins her work with the Migrant Seasonal Agricultural Program. We give thanks for her experience of your steady undercurrent and guidance in her search for meaningful labor. And we pray that she may indeed find family in her new home and with her new co-laborers. We remember Nate Yoder, the Executive Director of West Coast Mennonite Central Committee. We've been praying for his teenage son over the last year or so, as he's walking with his son through another recurrence of brain tumors. May their family know the presence of your spirit with them and our prayers surrounding them. We also lift into your presence, God, Carl Westfall and Devon his spouse, as she walks the final leg of her journey on earth under hospice care. May they both experience a peace that passes all understanding. We hold in the light of your love all those who are responding to the COVID-19 epidemic in our region and in our world. Be present with healthcare providers and all first responders with public health leaders who are making decisions regarding recommendations that may have big impact. Be with vulnerable populations who are most at risk. I think of our own Maxine, who is uh, now needs to stay at Natalia's home. And with all in our communities who are experiencing anxiety and fear, may we come together in support and care. 
Hear now the prayers of your people gathered, whether spoken aloud or held silently in our hearts. Um, we would like some prayer for uh, a significant bad test result that came back uh, about Caitlin's pregnancy. So um, we had expectancy and joy, and now there's uncertainty. Um, so we pray for a miracle and also the courage to face whatever comes. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We close our time of prayer with words of petition from Jan Richardson. Will you meet us in the ashes? Will you meet us in the ache and show your face within our sorrow and offer us a word of grace? That you are life within the dying, that you abide within the dust, that you are what survives the burning, that you arise and make us new and in our aching you are breathing and in our weeping you are here within the hands that bear your blessing enfolding us within your love and all god's people together said amen, amen. I know you all give in so many ways, and we obviously can't pass a basket in Zoom. And in fact, we were not planning to pass a basket in worship, because that's another thing that you touch and pass and transmit. <laughs> so um, uh, we won't pass a basket, obviously, but I do want to issue a concrete invitation that comes out of our spiritual leadership team um, meeting this, this weekend, our retreat. Just yesterday, we approved funding a third staffer at God's Little Acre, which is our daytime drop-in hygiene community center for folks who are living on the streets. We're doing this out of a sense of um, providing the best um, community experience and safety, um, both for staff and for the community members. Um, and uh, it, the the staffing has been just slightly shy of adequate, and we want to we want to we want to robustly support the health and well being of that community. We were more confident. This was already a need, but SLT was more confident in moving forward with approving the extra expenditure in light of COVID-19 and the way that right now um, that situation is also impacting staffing down there. Um, so we wanna make sure that we have, um, again, robust staffing there. So I would invite you, uh, if you would like to, and SLT is inviting you, if you would like to make an additional contribution to go 
towards this additional expenditure to do so. Um, I think I put in the chat, but now it's pretty, pretty far up. Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna link to the donate page. Oh, but now I just, it's on our website. Just here, well, here, I have it, I have it. So I'll link to it in the chat if you would like to give an additional gift toward um, GLA staffing. With these and with all the gifts that we give, we recommit ourselves to the service of God's people, all God's people. Thanks be to God and amen. Are there any announcements for the good of the community that we want to share before we close with a closing song and benediction? Um, while you're thinking about that and preparing to unmute yourself, if uh, you would like to do that, um, I just want to say to please keep a watch out as you have been for, to the listserv and the Facebook page. And um, as we continue to make decisions in light of public health recommendations, we, we're gonna keep trying to communicate clearly to all of you. So I encourage you to keep watching those two places um, for communications about future gatherings. And it's an ever evolving situation. We're trying to um, attend well to um, the well-being and health of the whole community. I see Rick says, happy International Women's Day. Thank you. <laughs> Other announcements, anybody? Boaz. <laughs> it's so good to see you. Hello. Remember to vote. Thank you, Elaine. March 10th is our date. Okay, I'm gonna sing again. Unless that was that a terrible experience, maybe you should just do like thumbs down if it was terrible. <laughs> okay, although now I'm seeing like real singers there. I'm tempted to ask like Adam to unmute and actually do the singing for us. But um, I'm gonna sing "Go Now in Peace" um, as a sending song, and then Pete, will you offer our benediction? Wonderful. So I'll sing about three times and sing from wherever you are. Go now in peace, go now in peace. May the love of God surround you everywhere, everywhere you may go. Go now in peace, go now in peace. May the love of God surround you everywhere, everywhere you may go go now in peace go now in peace may the love of god surround you everywhere everywhere you may go I just wanted to show everybody the prayer that I prayed in color while Megan was doing prayers of the people. Oh, lovely. Thank you. Could be added. 
Okay, uh, can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Whatever wilderness spirit has brought to you, walk in boldness as a beloved child of God. Walk in peace under the shelter of the promised one. Walk in faith, knowing Christ walks with you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. It was so good to see you. Maybe we close again with the peace of Christ be with you all. Peace of Christ be with, with you, you all. Good to and see also you. with you. <laughs> I'll, I'll just hang on as people go off. So I'll be the last one here um, in case anybody wants to check in or chat. Thank mm -hmm. you.